expecting to be talking about the offseason before December, but here we are. Welcome to PHOI Union <laughs> Podcast. We've got J.P. Zapata. We've got Larry Henry. I'm Renee Washington. Also, we've got Tyler Zuli behind the camera. And on Monday, we had Charles Boehm on the show, um, who works with MLS Soccer and U.S. Soccer as a contributor, editor. And we had a chance to give initial initial thoughts. And now after having four or five days since that Saturday loss, guys. How are we feeling? Are we any better now? Are we slowly coming around to things? Nope. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, no. not, not, a, not a bit happier. Um, obviously, a painful way for the union to, to end their season. And um, obviously, now we get kind of more and more reports and statements from other uh, MLS journalists about the uh, the VAR or lack of VAR uh, decision on the uh, game winning goal for Cincinnati. Um, yeah, just a dis- disappointing ending to the season. Obviously, we we know how much how much talent's on this team, uh, and we also know how much talent could be leaving this team mm-hmm. uh, in the coming weeks. So, um, d- disappointing ending. Obviously, kind of disappointed MLS a little bit that the Union are not going to be playing in the Eastern Conference Final this weekend. Um, and now it's all about, you know, planning for 2024, who's going to be there, who, who are we going to get? Um, will a lot of these guys be back? Um, I mean, we're going to break it down over the next few weeks, but it's, uh, yeah, tough, tough pill to swallow still, I think. Yeah. You guys in here, I'm the biggest crew fan you'll ever met. I'm the, I've been a crew fan since Brian McBride. <laughs> no, I'm obviously kidding. No, it, it's it's obviously sucks. And it, I think it just sucks because of the way the match ended. Like, if we were to lose in penalty shootouts, I don't think I'd feel yeah. as bad because I think overall, since I were a better team, but we were just so resilient and we found a way to stay in the match. We set it in a, into extra time. It just wasn't our night. It, but it's unfortunate to have your season end like that. The, the response we got, you know, we saw Paul uh, Tenorio's uh, reporting there. That just doesn't even, that doesn't make, make me feel any better either. But we have a long offseason, obviously a bunch of question marks. This team, I don't know. I really don't. I can't be optimistic here today because I don't <laughs> know what to expect from this team going into 2024. There's just way too many question marks, but it just hurts to lose in that type of matter. That it does. That it does. Um, Dan Herman, welcome in to the chat. See you here. Uh, already sharing your thoughts on the best diamond midfield for next season because that's that's where we are now. It's now time to start mm. looking ahead of like, what do we want to see? What are the positives? What are the negatives? What can we learn from? Will we Key see Key takeaways. Um, yeah, I, I, listen, I am slowly coming around, I think. I think. I think the biggest thing is also the fact that I, and I talked with Charles about this, I, as a competitor, hate to blame officials. I do. It's not their job to win or lose games for you. You know, it is their job to try to, as best they can, officiate and get calls correct and review them when you're not sure. But you also want to make sure you're taking care of business. And for the Philadelphia Union to go up against an FC Cincinnati team that's without 
four of their starters and has been is not at full strength you had an opportunity and you fell short of that and even after having what I thought was a slower first half I felt like FC Cincy really controlled the first half Mm -hmm. for the majority of it the union still in the second half found a new set you know second win so to speak and were on the attack and created chances and just weren't able to finish and so I fully agree with all the frustrating points about feeling robbed. I know King Crab just came in the chat. We were robbed. That's what I imagine you just entered with. (laughs) Um, Babito, welcome as well. It is hard not to feel robbed, but when you look at this team as a whole and you take a step back, were they robbed or were they given a nice, all right, that's enough for you. Here's let's, let's close the curtain on this season because when you really look at this season, and I was taking notes on like all the things that happened this season. And I was finding myself like, oh, yeah, that was this year. Oh, yeah, that Inter-Miami loss was this year. Oh, yeah, we did have this problem this year. Like, it's been a long year. We were talking about the ties at one point. The six ties in their last like nine games. And then we moved on. It was a new issue. So it's been a lot of, a lot of hurdles, a lot of issues for the union. So while they were, you know, you can absolutely look at that call and say the union were robbed. As a whole, the season was just wild. It absolutely Wild, guys. was. Absolutely was. It's it's funny because uh, you know I agree with you. I don't think the Uni were the better team on that night. I, I feel like Cincinnati definitely were the better team throughout mm-hmm. the entire match. But yeah. I always say in the playoffs, yes, skill comes into place. You got to execute. But there's just that touch that we never consider that factor of luck. You know, I'm looking right behind Renee, and I'm looking at the man who brought us the Super Bowl here. And that year, there was some luck that we had. <laughs> And sometimes you are going to need that. The Union did not look like the better team against Cincinnati. But in that instant, in that moment, that Mosqueda goal, we did not get luck. I don't know what we got in that moment because the frustrating part is, why was there not another review? And that's what I'm frustrated about. I'm not frustrated so much about the performance because at the end of the day, I don't know if the Union would have won. But we could have gone in the shootouts. Who knows? But it's that what-if factor that's going to drive me up a freaking wall until 2024. (laughs) What if they they suck? <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was pretty funny because I had my story already saved, ready to go for extra time, and uh, yeah, then that goal happened. And uh, I remember watching it with my fiance, saying, "Well, that goal is not going to stand." Uh, Ian Murphy's offsides there, and we both were ended up uh, pretty shocked well, I felt that the same way, that man. the goal that mm. the goal stood. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, and too, like you said, JP, like the union, I felt like. They, did they play amazing that night? No, um, they didn't. To me, they didn't really offer a lot in the final third. We didn't see a lot from the the attacking guys, Carranza and Ura and and uh, and Gazda. Yeah, but um, so I think a lot of it goes into it. Yes, the union. I, we deserve. They deserved a VAR check. They did. They did not deserve to go out like that. But they didn't play particularly well in terms of creating chances. They only had four shots on goal. A couple of them were long range shots that were easily gathered by uh, Roman Celentano, the goalie. Um, so overall, I mean, it, it wasn't the best way to go out, but it was also the union didn't really play their best 90 minutes of soccer, uh, this season where you would think, okay, games on the line, um, you know, seasons on the line. Yes. You're missing a few guys, but uh-huh. still, uh, it's, it's a painful way to go out, but it's also kind of disappointing the way they went out as a whole. Oh, that it is. That it is. I know in the chat, you guys are sharing your thoughts. This is the time to like vent, get all those frustrations out. Get it out. Um, I know I see <laughs> some, some of the, uh, can you scrub a little bit, Tyler? 
I just want to like make sure I'm hitting on some of these comments. So yes, Dan is saying similar to what we're talking about. Definitely feels like they were robbed by a call, but the reality is the union just didn't have that it factor, the mojo that we were used to that, to seeing with them. Um, also, I see Jillian welcome in. You're talking hey. about similarly not saying that the union deserved to win, but definitely did not deserve to lose by that lack of a VAR check. Could not agree more. Barbara, to your point about the union shows, we actually do union shows just twice a week. So for everybody that's uh, for all you guys that are here live and anybody listening back across podcast platforms, Tuesdays and Thursdays are our main days. Of course, on the holiday last week, for example, we had to do some tweaking because we were not going to do a Thursday Thanksgiving show uh, (laughs) live. At least we did pre-record one for you. But Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then you can always check us out at PHLY underscore union where we're dropping the schedule, the links, everything you need to be able to find us. Because now that we're in the off season, we're still going to be twice a week and we're still going to be bringing you guys plenty of union MLS soccer coverage, but it does feel it's heartbreaking. I know Babita dropped the broken heart emoji into the chat. It is heartbreaking because this, this has been one of those seasons. I'm going to flip it. That's been kind of like anything that can go wrong has gone wrong. And that like, it, it actually was fitting to me that with all the VAR introduction that we've seen from the MLS and the NWSL. And I know I was talking with Tyler about it as someone that's been in broadcast for the NWSL And there's like a process that you go through where it almost is, it slows the game down. You spend five, 10 minutes reviewing it, the call from as many angles as you have in in terms of the stadium's camera footage. And you're reviewing it over and over and over again. They're slow-moing it. They're rewinding it. We didn't see any other angles aside from the one that shows Murphy clearly in an offside position and the one that shows the behind shot. And I just, I don't feel, I didn't feel like time-wise there was enough time spent. Like, I believe that the officials looked at it from more angles than we saw on the TV because they're not going to give us the full gamut of the review. Sure. But when I was clocking it and I wasn't (laughs) clocking it exactly, it felt extremely quick that it wasn't enough time to fully look through the entire play slow again. Slow. I want to see it forward, backward, slow-mo from the left, from the right, from behind aerial, like whatever angles you've got. So I don't think time-wise that they did their due diligence, which was fitting for the fact that this union team this season just felt like what could go wrong will go wrong. And the same was with the VAR check, guys. Renan, there's one thing I always tell you. Karma (laughs) is a real thing, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, obviously today we had the news of Matt Miazga. So obviously Cincinnati without the defender of the year. Mm -hmm. So what does Pat Noonan do? He goes in front of the press conference and he tells us his displeasure towards the whole process. He's asking for some video footage. Well, isn't that quite funny, Pat? How on Saturday, mm. we were just simply Preach. asking for another angle of the goal, and we didn't get that. And that's why I always say, karma, ladies and gentlemen, make sure <laughs> you're doing the right thing, because it'll always bite you in the butt. So what you're saying is we all have to bet heavy on Columbus Crew this weekend. <laughs> so the biggest crew Basically. fan you know, guys. <laughs> no, but, you know, but yeah, no, I think you're right, JP, because too, like, uh, obviously the Miazga news did come out and the, now FC since he's going to be without their top two center backs for the <laughs> Eastern Conference <laughs> final. I mean, uh, oh, well, um, but we move on. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was uh, shocked that we didn't, like you said, Renee, we didn't get more of an angle. Um, no matter what you did, no matter how many times you paused your laptop or your tv screen to try to get a picture of the line the so-called line there for for all sides it seemed like no matter what you could do it it was always that same angle and um 
Yeah, and it's funny that we didn't get any type of kind of other other angles because, you know, I watch the Premier League regularly. I watch the Bundesliga yeah. regularly. Anytime you get VAR, they're showing you uh, digital lines, overhead lines, mm-hmm. computer lines. Yep. Um, they take the players kind of out of the picture and just it's just a line with their mm-hmm. hand or their foot. Um, we don't get that, I guess, from MLS. Uh, I don't know. Maybe MLS doesn't have as much money, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I'm obviously, obviously you can tell I'm a little salty about it. Clearly. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, the union I thought deserved a chance to go play in the Eastern conference final. They had a great season. They had a long season. I thought they had a really good season for what they did, but, um, it's stinks. There's no, uh, trophies coming home this season. Real, real quick. Let's say on VR, I, I just have to put a, I guess a take or a question out there. Like, obviously, in the NFL, you have the review. Mm-hmm. Coaches have a red hanky right next to them. When they want to challenge something, you got two opportunities at each half. They throw the hanky and it challenges. Obviously, VAR is not a perfect system. Yeah. Something like that needs to be implemented. Should coaches have that opportunity? Hey, I don't think that's a goal. Or, hey, I don't think that's handball. Here's the hanky. I don't, I mean. It'd be a good idea, I think, because <laughs> I mean, we see that obviously now in in MLB, right? You get MLB challenges. Right. And then if yeah. you lose the challenge. Um, you know, you win the challenge. NHL, they do it. Um, NBA, I believe you can review as you well. Right mm-hmm. to um, so yeah, so you can, you me, can, yeah. yeah, you see the signal. <laughs> so to me, I mean, it's only fair that hey, I want to see that again, or hey, I want another set of eyes on this because what the on-field referee who could be behind the play is seeing could be different from the linesman. That could sure. be different from the 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 VAR uh, uh, assistant that's in the the electric booth, you know, the 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 bus outside. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, I would definitely be for it. I'm curious if that's ever we're ever going to see that uh, in the near future. But uh, I think you got something there, JP. So I have a couple things to unpack. First of all, in the chat, love you guys are greeting yes. each other. You're helping each other out. Uh, Santiago, welcome. Of course, you come in with the hashtag every time Santiago joins the show. I'm on. It's hashtag single Renee, which. <laughs> Is what it is. Um, and, yo, know, don't worry, guys. You get plenty of union coverage this offseason. But I will say, uh, Larry, I love the fact that this is your salty version of you because it's a very <laughs> calm, salty version. Uh, that this is you salty. I'd hate to see what it looks like when you're not as salty. Um, but it is tough because... They're definitely, this needs to lead to a bigger conversation. JP, you're on to something here. Mm-hmm. This game itself, for it to come down in the, regardless how you feel about either team, the matchup, who had the better of play, at the end of the day, it was a 0-0 game in stoppage time that came down to a controversial play that was not thoroughly reviewed. And so I agree, coaches should be able to do something. I mean, you can, in the NBA, you toss the flag. Like, every league has some sort of a signal, and they have, challenges that okay if you get it wrong you lose a timeout you whatever if you get it right you overturn the call now i will say that for soccer um as we or for every sport i should say if there's not enough to overturn the call it's going to stand yada 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 but i wanted to see clearly the angle of the ball leaving his foot and where murphy was because we saw murphy offside and it to me looked like i could see a space between the ball and his foot but i needed them to like Let's go back through that again and take a look at it. As the ball is being played, where is Murphy? Because it looked like Murphy was offside. And i that's what blows my mind. And again, it was so quick. It was almost like they didn't even care to review what I felt like. It was very dismissive, in my opinion, of like, we're going to look at it, but we're, we're going to move on. I have seen the leagues review plays that were way more straightforward yeah. because it was a late... Anytime there's a goal that happens in the later part of, of the game... They will spend 5, 10, 15 minutes sometimes, it feels like, 
reviewing it over and over again from every possible angle, double checking with everybody, talking it over, reviewing it again to make sure what they talked over makes sense for what they reviewed. And then they will make a decision. And to have a play that literally had Eastern Conference finals on the line and you don't have, I didn't see the conversation. I didn't see them talking it out. I didn't see any of that. It felt dismissive and it felt like they already had in their mind, it's a goal, let's move on. Yeah. So that's the part that has me the most frustrated because again, I've seen those calls where it's blatant and obvious and, no, and everyone's like, wait, what are they reviewing? Why are you reviewing it? It was clearly on side, clearly not a handball. What is there to review? And they still will review it for much longer. But a controversial play like this, easily easily solved and fixed. So I that's the frustrating part because the yeah. union, no yeah. team deserves for their season to end like that. Yeah. I don't care what led up to it. You don't deserve for your season to end like that. Real quick, I just want to piggyback off of Kevin Kincaid of Crossing Broad's point here because I don't feel like there's a lot of noise surrounding the situation. At the end of the day, a team, despite what you think about mm. what happened during the match, a team got robbed, all right? If the Eagles were to happen to have a playoff loss come down to a play like this, Philadelphia would have marched to the NFL offices and burned that building down. <clears throat> Look, I'm like you, Renee. I'm not. I don't blame losses on officiating. I find mm -hmm. it funny when people come in my comment section saying, oh, well, the refs helped the Eagles and such. I don't, I don't look at it like that. You, got, you can't just judge a game based off the referee's calls. But at the end of the day, <laughs> there wasn't even a second review here. And if it was a different team, if it was a different sport, would this have gotten bigger headlines? Because mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, there was a true robbery here. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with both of you guys because I think you both, you know, bring up great points on it. And two, I really, think, it's funny, I really think now that we're going into the Easter Conference final weekend and we have rivals now and FC Cincy and the crew playing each other, I really think that that's just what the league wanted to see. A Darby they've been pushing it's, heavy. A Darby they've been pushing yeah. heavy. A Darby oh, that was mainly owned that's by the crew. That's what it felt like. And I, yeah. I don't even like to be that person right. to claim that a league has storylines and things that they're trying to, you know, officiate too. But honestly, that's what it felt like. Yeah, and I mean, you know, now you're taking two teams that obviously don't like each other. A team, The crew kind of owned that rivalry when FC Cincy was in the basement for the first two years of their MLS <laughs> existence. Now now they go in, they win the Supporter Shield. Mm -hmm. um, they, I think they clinch a spot for the CONCACAF uh, Champions Cup for next year. Um, and now they get the chance to win and potentially host MLS Cup at TQL Stadium. Which is an ama amazing stadium, I'll say that because I've been there. But <laughs> Gotta but anyway, um, but yeah, I just think that you know, too, more should have been done with it. Um, it just seemed like, again, like you said, Renee, they kind of rushed the de the the decision. Um, yeah. I kind of thought of more of a of a look, and um, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, we've heard a lot of people's kind of takes on it that they deserve more of a look, and um, unfortunately, now we have to uh, now we have to kind of just brace ourselves for what's going to be probably a busy all season and, um, you know, a new season 2024. Yeah. I know Kyle Almoni is in the chat as well. Hey. What's up, Kyle saying how, uh, Kyle was looking down at the play from the press. Bless you, Tyler. I think Did you sneeze. <laughs> I have like this sneeze radar. I don't think I ever miss a sneeze. <laughs> I think it's rude when people sneeze and you don't say bless you. It was you. the most True. quietest. It was, but I, I could heard. see in the corner of my eye do the sneeze. Sneezes look like dabs. Um, but Kyle was saying from the press box at TQ, TQL uh, that the play did look offside from his vantage point and was close, but looked off and was shocked it wasn't reviewed. I completely agree. And in live action, I was like, whoa, that looked offside. Granted, the union did not do a good job defensively at all because, my, I mean, I have players wide open in the box. 
at any point in the game, especially that point, terrible marking, but it definitely looked offside. Um, and I know BC, welcome into the chat. Go LA sports, I guess. Sure. Um, listen, LAFC is still in the running for, for a title. Yeah. Okay. I guess blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, Jillian, you're also chiming in. Babita was on it though. Asking, why are you here? I like it, Babita. But Jillian is uh, talking about that too. Yeah, it's just immediately you would think there'd be more of a discussion. And it felt very quick. Very, very quick. So um, I, I don't know, guys. I just, when you look at this season as a whole, every time you were getting excited and, and feeling like the team was turning a corner, we kind of had something that would just go wrong. And, yeah. and the, the loss to FC Cincinnati was exactly that. It absolutely felt like, there, this is this is this scripted in that sense? Like, are we missing something? I it's actually a good point you make, Larry. Like, it felt like this is what the league was setting up for. But I really do hope that this leads to some bigger offseason conversation. Yep. Things have to change. VAR is being implemented or has been implemented, but they're also supposed to be implementing more camera angles and things. So, all right, let's get that going because you, we should not in 2023 with all the technology we have in the world. Have games come down to something like that. You have Messi in our league. You don't have a second camera angle. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, if Messi was playing, we'd have oh. the Messi cam. We'd have his <laughs> cleat cam. We'd have his like family cam. Like right. we'd have so many camera angles. That's part of the problem. Only certain people and certain teams have allowed or gotten the um, priority, I guess you can say, of like being the the golden child. And then it's the rest of the teams that are just kind of like, meh, here, two camera angles is enough for you. Yeah, I mean, let, let, I guess, let's look at other parts of the game besides. Yeah, because there's so much, yeah. it's it's sad. And this is what also makes me mad. This is my, this is me being salty. Um, is the fact that in that entire game, we should be talking about, you know, the great chances that we saw. We should be talking about how, you know, the union were able to play better in the second half and generate more offense, how they outshot FC Cincinnati and were knocking on the door, just fell short. But instead, we're talking about one play that ended their season that came down to a controversial play. It just takes away from the what's the great product of, of the game yeah. because instead we're focusing on that one play, that quick play that changed completely the entire narrative. Yeah, and that's that's unfortunately what we are talking about here. And but I mean, this team obviously played well. I thought defensively, despite the shots that Cincinnati did, they they did a good job of keeping it out. Andre Blake played really well. Obviously, that last goal, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah. despite that, there are concerns heading into the offseason. Obviously, Gazdag, there's a lot of question marks, and everyone is calling him the PK mercenary and all that stuff. And Ura, I mean, mm. wow. I, I'm more shocked out of that because I feel like in that type of situation, yeah. again, we were at the same spot with the MLS Cup and where was Ura? And the same thing here in Cincinnati, where was he? He had opportunities. He looked off. And it's just hard because you know how Philadelphia works. There's a reason why there's a, so many people in the city know Tobias Harris's contract. Because when you're not performing well and the people know how much you're making, they're going to go to that first. And so, I, I again, this team has shown resiliency. I mean, Jim deserves so much credit for keeping these guys together. These guys have played super well as a unit, but obviously, you know, at the end of the day, talent was, you saw the talent that Cincinnati has, and you saw the lack of that with, with the union, especially in the depth here. Mm -hmm. But, I, I mean, it is, it is frustrating that even with all of that, they were still that close. And the fact is, too, they're without Kai. <laughs> Kai's not playing that, that game. Glesnus was, uh, was not in the starting eleven. 
Um, it's got to be hard for him too, man. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. I mean, for these guys that have obviously uh, put a lot of effort into this team, helped them continue <clears> to be a contender the last few years, um, not only in MLS, but also in the in CONCACAF as well. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, man. It's just, uh, like I said, just the disappointing ending. And, um, you know, again, I thought they played well. Um, could we see, have seen more in the final third? Absolutely. Um could we have maybe seen some more composure on the ball at times, of, of course. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of questions now going into the roster and who comes back, um, who do they sign, um, you know, who maybe gets plucked away by another MLS team or who goes back to Europe. Um, can Ernst in the front office kind of find some new players in Europe, maybe the next Kai, maybe the next um, Leon Flock, maybe some others who they, they're able to find kind of the lower leagues um, that have – been really important to the, the growth of this team the last couple of years. Yeah, and now we have to think about the future and and what's next and looking ahead. Uh, while you guys are in the chat, make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button. Uh, of course, if anybody else is tuned in and hasn't weighed in, as we're talking through the show today, make sure you're you're dropping your thoughts and joining the conversation as well. Yeah. Uh, because now we have to look at what's next. And I can tell you one thing that's next that's always great for you and good for your body and healthy, and that's Hero Bread. Now, over at Hero Bread, you can have an opportunity to check out some of their tortillas, buns, sliced bread. It's all high fiber. It's soft, fluffy, delicious bread that allows you to eat great. And especially this holiday season, as you are um, hanging with your family and spending more time with your loved ones and having great big dinners and things like that, make sure you're eating healthy while you're doing it. So over at Hero Bread, you have the opportunity to check them out at Hero.co or on Amazon. You can use the code PHLY. Get 10% off of your purchase and also have the opportunity to eat healthy. Hero Bread has breads that are zero grams uh, sugar per slice, ultra low net, net carbs. They've got fewer calories than the leading national brands at that five to 10 gram proteins per serving. And also, regardless of your diets, allergies, lifestyle, Hero Bread has bread for you. Oh, okay, yeah. so lots to look forward to moving ahead now. I know we're trying to have that full closure of the loss, but I think it helps to take a step back and look at the entire season as a whole because without a doubt, it was a wild season. Oh, yeah. And uh, for the union specifically, when you look back, it's incredible to think the fact that they played, I have it written down, 51 games across all competitions. Um, which when you look at the math of that for eight, nine months is that's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. And in those games, there are things that stand out to me. Of course, the last stretch of nine regular season games where they had six draws, two wins. And then of course the decision they lost to new England. Uh, Of course, there was the international play such as the loss to inner Miami. That was not good at all. Uh, still weird that that's the same season, though, because I feel like that was like last year. A lot of soccer. A lot of soccer. <laughs> a lot, a lot of, soccer. of soccer. Um, We saw them go, go through CONCACAF, Nations League. Like, it's been a lot of soccer. So I think it's great that, we, and appropriate, I should say, that we take time to talk about some of the goods and the bads a little bit more because it's been a season. It's been a yeah. season. And and maybe that'll also help, especially for those that, that are tuned in, to have that closure of like, okay, bigger picture, maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought, or maybe it was just as bad as we thought. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely think it, it. there was unfortunately more bad than good, but I, I like to start positive, you know, and, okay. and looking at some of the positives here, 
I think you got to look at some of the development, some of these younger kids. <clears throat> I think that was so big. I mean, I'm looking at next year, and I'm looking at a, a bigger role for a guy like Nathan Harrell. Oh, yeah. I mean, look how big he stepped up, playing in, in, in positions that he probably doesn't feel comfortable, but he doesn't make excuses. He goes out there, and he executes the best of his ability. I expect a bigger role from him. Jesus Bueno is mm -hmm. a kid, you know, still really young. People forget like, he's like 21 years old. He came here at like 19. But he took a huge step this year. Uh, to the fact that he's going to be in that rotation again next year in the midfield, and we all know that may have a different look to it next year. I think he's going to be a big part of it. I look at Quinn Sullivan's um, development as well. He looks more confident, which is important. Those goals, I think, will definitely come. But if you're looking at positives, you know, a lot of people want the uni to go and buy the big players, and they're not really mm -hmm. understanding this whole development from within, developing the kids. But this year, if you have a one positive takeaway, is that you are developing kids still. We have Brennan and Mark over in Europe, but we have that next phase possibly coming through. Jack McGlynn was still, still solid as well. I don't think he take, took any major steps, but I think he he met the expectations this year. Yeah. But I still think development is still a positive to take away. Yeah, that development is crucial, right? Because this is a team that I, we know probably has money available to buy players, but they want to build that academy. They want to that they're proud of that. You ask Jim Curtin, you ask a lot of the homegrowns. Um, you know, I've been able to talk to you know players like Harriel and and McGlynn and others in the past. I mean, they're proud to say they come from the Union Academy. They've awesome. worked their way up. They've come up, and then they kind of. When you're a 16, 17-year-old playing for Union 2, you see that, and you're like, okay, I see Brandon Aronson now in the Bundesliga. I see Mark McKenzie now in mm -hmm. Belgium. Both of these guys, obviously, still huge with the national team. Um, I want I want that. So, um, so yeah, obviously, development for the young guys. Harry, I thought, had a really good season. Uh, McGlynn, like you said, maybe the production wasn't mind-blowing, but he's so calm on the ball, so kind of silky smooth with his passing. Um, he's got a bright future. Quinn Sullivan... Um, you know, again, same with Jack, where it's not high production, but still always a threat in the final third. Someone you can bring off the bench and say, okay, now there's a tired defenders there and you bring a 19 year old like Quinn Sullivan off the bench, who's going to run you ragged. Um, you know, you're kind of worried as a defender. Uh, Jesus Bueno, I thought had a really good year, especially that the first two seasons, 2021, 2022, mm -hmm. Bueno only played about six, seven right. games with the first team this year. Uh, you know, looking at his stats right now, 24 games played, 10 starts. Um, he played a lot with Union 2 uh, in 2022, and I thought took a big step this season. Um, and then, yeah, I think going back to the young kids, we're going to see even more of them come through, right? Because whether the Union signed Kai Wagner or not, it mm -hmm. remains to be seen. If he leaves, who steps in at left back? Do you shift Nate Harrell into a left back role that we've seen? Do you see Matt Real maybe earning some more minutes? Um, Anton Sorensen's a, a young prospect with Union 2 who could be on the radar. He's a U, U.S. Youth National Team player. Um, so, yeah, there, there's even more young guys. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on. C.J. Olney, um, who I'm going to talk to later this week, yeah. uh, you know, had a really good season. Um, David Vasquez, who scored at the FIFA U17 World Cup for mm -hmm. USA, um, which is an awesome achievement for him. Um, so I think the the academy's still there. The prospects are still there. Um, we know Jim. We know he loves to give opportunities. And um, but yeah, I think they're going to have to do some fine tuning though with this roster because we've seen players like Kai and plays players like Gazdog even in a way guys that we did, really didn't know about until they became a union player and they started playing. And then you're like, okay, now we see them. They're they're big name guys. There's probably a lot of teams in Germany and and Europe and, and elsewhere that would probably pay good money for. Gazdag and for Wagner and maybe Carranza yeah. and exactly. you know and that's 
that's a big testament to the union and putting him in that that position. Real quick, it staying is. on the young, because it does seem like they still want to go there. You mm-hmm. know, we heard Tom Bogart's report, Christopher Lund was someone they looked at in the summer who chose to play for Palermo, 21-year-old left back. So they probably still are looking at the young pool going forward as well. That that was yeah. that was pretty shocking to to see that. And obviously Tom does great work, always finding this stuff out. Um, but Christopher <laughs> Lund, obviously a, a little bit of an unknown commodity because um, when he made a one-time international switch to represent the USA, everyone's like, okay, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, we already have our left back. We have Anthony Robinson. Um, and then now we have Christopher Lund, who is slowly but kind of padding that number two role with the national team at left back maybe, maybe a number three, um, playing in Italy and um, really kind of put his name uh, on the map. But that's pretty interesting because I feel like he would have been a, a really good fit for the union. And one of those guys who, again – like a Kai Wagner, like someone like Leon Flock, some others who you don't really hear about until they come to the team right. and then they start getting those moments, growing into some of the best at their position, um, certainly for Wagner. Yeah. And um, yeah, that would have been interesting. And that has been the backbone of this group is that they're a team mm-hmm. where it's going to be a number of underdogs, guys that as we talk about, uh, maybe didn't have as big of a presence until they come into the union. And now you're, they're a household name. Now they are a player that's getting interest internationally with major contracts tagged to them and opportunities to play elsewhere. And so the union do a good job with the development. Look at, at no point did we expect it, but we saw it happening where someone like Nate Ariel was the best player on the field. I know JP, you and I talked about it back after round one that we were noticing, okay, the, the one of the players that we're seeing the most from, is Nate, yeah. where he's he's having the most productive play. He's getting in the attack. He's defending well. He's just being consistent. And I think that's a good thing, but it also scares me a little bit because you do a great job developing players. I know you guys mentioned CJ only. Dan's mentioning him in the hey. chat as well. Hillsborough, New Jersey <laughs> legend. Shout out to us Jersey soccer players. Woo. Woo-woo. Um, it's great to develop guys, but then what? Yeah. You know, like you can't continue if you're going to continue to develop guys. And now the union become almost like a feeder program for other clubs out outside of the MLS. What what is the future look like for the union then? Because someone like Jack McGlynn, um, much like we're talking about Kai Wagner, how long do we expect to realistically see him with the union? That's not a great thing for me. And I understand the MLS. And I know Jillian was saying it earlier it says a lot about where the league is as a whole, things like VAR and the financial side and everything, because the MLS is behind, is playing catch up. And unfortunately, the union are a direct recipient of that effect because they have become almost, you talk about the, the homegrowns, well, the union become almost the homegrowns for some international teams where clubs are actively shopping to figure out a way through loans and deals to pick up union players. Now, yeah, it looks great for the team because look at, look at all the great things our guys are doing, but it would also look greater if you were winning the supporter shield, winning the MLS cup, you know, winning the international games, having depth, having better production. That would also look great as a club too. So I think it's, it comes down to like, what are the goals for this team? Is it to just have guys that come in for a few years play well, get better, and then they move on to a better opportunity or to develop this this club to win championships. I mean, the ultimate goal is the title. They haven't done that yet. Yeah, it, you, you really bring up a valid concern because I think for a lot of fans, they're wondering the same thing. Like, what is exactly our plan? Like, do we really want to win those championships? Because right. we put together a really strong team. And although it hasn't been 
the highest in the payrolls. We've talked about that before. Oh, they're gosh. at the bottom of the leagues, but they're obviously still winning. Mm-hmm. But 2019, and I talked about this, you know, five years I've covered the union. The first right. year we won the playoffs. The it next, was you. It was the JP effect. The JP effect. <laughs> Ever since you started. <laughs> let's let's be honest here. <laughs> the year two, we went supporter shield, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get to Eastern Conference Finals. You had the COVID game, another Rob situation. Oof, 2022, boy. you finally win the Eastern Conference Finals. You make it to the MLS Cup. This year was supposed to be that year where you do win that MLS yeah. Cup. And then you can point at a bunch of different things. You can point at the amount of matches we played. That would obviously equal to the fatigue that you see here. Obviously, you know, not all people are talking about this, but Ernst Tanner. And the fact is, is that we all knew. He knew. He knew there was going to be much more soccer games being and played. look at the t- moves that he made. Bingo. That is one of the key killers right here. Mm-hmm. And so, Renee, Larry, this all season that we're walking into is going to be so important because, in a sense, like, I think Ernst needs to look himself in the mirror and look at this team, and he can't do the same thing. Mm-mm. I don't think you can go find another Alejandro Bedoya. You Mm-mm. can't go find another Kai Wagner. I don't honestly, I don't even know if you should be finding a team to play a 4-4-2 diamond. I think you that's how you have to be. You look at championships in all in all sports. You don't just go out there and you do the same exact thing. You find different ways to reinvent yourself. And that's what I need the union to do here as well. And while yeah. the, while the union are doing that, why don't you guys reinvent your man cave? By using our our sponsor here, FOCO, our dear friends over at FOCO here, ladies and gentlemen, the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectible novelties, and much more. Obviously, I'm in full effect with flyer season. That doesn't mean that I forgot about my union. I can stock up my man cave on flyers and union uh, all, from jerseys, shirts, memorabilia, all the above. And of course, right now for all non-presale items, you can use the promo code PHLY10 for 10% off over at FOCO. Make sure you guys are checking out our friends over at FOCO. And thank you to FOCO for sponsoring here. But yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, when you, you look at all that the union have accomplished over the last five years, and it is great. I mean, Jim definitely took this team to a whole new level, uh, winning, you know, first playoff games. As you, as you just ran through the whole timeline of the last five years. And going into this season, um, I know, Dan, you're saying in the chat, last year was the year that the Union should have won it all. But after last year to go into this season, knowing you have CONCACAF Champions League, Open Cup, you want to get back to the MLS Cup, you have these high expectations of international and in-league play, there needed to be more done and there needed to be more changes made. And when you look at the different, as you talk about Ernst, the different uh, moves, I had it written down somewhere, I can't find it, of course, now. Oh, yeah, different guys that were brought in. Damian Lowe's really one of the main ones that have earned true minutes and has made it an impact. And honestly, if it wasn't for injuries, I don't know that we see Damian Lowe out there on the field like we yeah. did. You know, like you think about, I know we've talked about Brendan Craig, Joaquin Torres, um, different players that have come in and haven't been able to pan out and haven't been able to make, be, be an, an impact at all. And on the other side, you have someone like Julian Carranza and Jake Lesnis and Daniel Gazag that other clubs are looking to, to shop for. So you can't continue l- losing your top players and you're not bringing in any players that can take their spot. And so that's where the Ali Bedoya comments and even Kai Wagner prior to the racial com- uh, controversies and racist slurs that he used um, when we were advocating for Pink High, those 
incidents are concerning for that exact reason. I know Jim was saying after the game, uh, post game, he was talking about how, you know, the union are in a good position compared to most teams. They're not in a situation where, um, much like other clubs where they're in complete disarray. So he was saying, this is pro sports. It's hard to be the champion. I'd sign up to be playing in the big games over being at a club in complete disarray that has no chance to ever compete for anything. There are about 25 of those in our league. I prefer to be where we are. You can lose close games in this sport. The other teams get paid money as well. We lost to the Supporters' Shield winner in their building, so it can happen. And yes, I agree. It can happen. Uh, because without a doubt, when you look at the union, you lost to a team that had Coach of the Year, Defense Player of the Year, MVP, Supporters' Shield in, in their stadium. It can happen. But... This team is in complete disarray. Let's let's not be fooled. There's some yeah. there's a lot of concerning when you peel back the layers and they've been successful despite that. Despite all the controversy, they've still been able to at least get in, you know, a run in the playoffs yeah. and win games. <laughs> but, you know, Ali Badoya, who who wins another award and we'll briefly highlight him in a moment um, and get a little deeper into that. And this club have done so much to progress. And it feels like this year, what's concerning is it felt like they hit a wall and it leaves us screaming like what is next i don't know yeah it's hard to say i mean <laughs> it's just it's just uh, a lot of decisions going to be made and um and actually yeah shout out to dan with a few comments in here because joaquin torres was a player i thought that um, we didn't see a lot of they get him from montreal three goals seven assists in 2022 this past season, only 13 games played, 345 minutes, one goal, one assist. Didn't really see a lot of him. I know he was hurt at, at points, but again, not not much from him. And DeAndre's Perea move, I thought was going to be a, a really good good one for the Union. Um, and then they end up uh, end up learning him out uh, this season. So I guess due to that midfield depth, but I, I thought we would see more of him. Um, but I, like you said, Renee, Damian Lowe, really the only one that kind of stands out and um when they would play a three back system even sometimes as a two center back but um yeah i i just think that it's there's gonna be a lot of moves that need to be made and and in my opinion if the union don't really get this right it could be particularly ugly next oh season. yeah because if you lose say you lose kai and you lose bedoya and you possibly lose Carranza to a European move or, or or somebody else. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of guys on this team that teams would want, like a Jose Martinez and and some others. Um, mm -hmm. I know these, some of these guys are under contract, but folks, that doesn't mean that they can be persuaded to sell them for good money. So um, yeah, so I think it's it could could definitely um, end in a bad way for the union if they don't somehow lock some of these players down for next season and also find the right players to fill the fill the voids that are going to be open. Mm -hmm. You guys nailed it. It's, it's so big for Ernst Tanner to get this right. And it, this year, it's not even about looking for depth. I mean, you're going to have to find replacements for starters now. Yeah, and, and that's, that's going to be the tough part. The team is. It's going to be a tough part about it. I mean, I, one thing is for sure. One thing Ernst has worked well at is some of those smaller markets, especially like overseas, Europe. Yeah, he got lucky with Bueno and, and with Martinez as well. But, like, I don't know if he needs to go back to that. I mean, we've talked about it before, Renee. Like, I would love for this team to find those young piece, young players in the big four leagues that aren't oh, getting minutes. Please. Dish that dough for some of those players. That is something I, I would realistically love. But, no, I mean, to some to some of those, to those comments, I mean, Torres, I just don't know if he kind of fit the system. I, I, I feel like he probably fits better in a, in a system where you have a little more freedom, more spacing, right? Wingers, something that we don't really run with, Pereira. 
I mean, you're out to ask Jim about them. There's certain players that you just I I hope Jim kind of tells us later on down the line what happened because although Pereira wasn't the most defensive midfielder that we've <laughs> seen in Philly, um, he provided in the attack. I think he had a couple goals too before he got the the exile. Essentially, then gets loaned off to NYC. Everybody gets loaned. Yeah. <laughs> And then so for Pereira, obviously, we're going to have to wait and see if NYCC will pick up that contract there. But, I mean, it's going to be so big. I mean, you you, you mentioned Damian Lowe was our best signing. Like, you can't have our center, our center back being the best signing of, out of all the signings you had. We don't struggle with that. We find good center backs. But we need those attackers. And I'm worried about the leadership as mm-hmm. well because you're miss, you're going to miss Kai. You're going to miss Ali. Andre's still going to be here. He's probably your captain next year. Uh, but who steps up after that? Because it's always been Allie. It's been Andre. What, after that, what, what's next? Is Gaza going to step up? Galeza seems to be stepping up. He had the ban a couple times this year. But those other voices need to step up. It just leads to more question marks than anything. Uh, I know we talked about Uwa a little bit. Michael Uwa this season. Um, after having last year 13 goals, 6 assists. Yep. This year, uh, 9 goals, 4 assists in 2,160 minutes. Played 11 goals in all competition. And uh, unfortunately, you look at someone like Ua, Baribo, um, Carranza, Gazdag, who's supposed to be your best four. Ua's got the biggest contract on this on this team and was not a non-factor at times. Disappeared. Gazdag disappeared at times. Leading scorer. Julian Carranza, of course, dealt with injuries also at times, though. Not as effective. So when you talk about leaders, and I know I have said this many, many times for anybody that's heard me say this, I'm just going to say it again. Leadership is shown in so many different ways. It can be vocally. Someone like Ali Bedoya, you see him in the huddles, talking to the guys. But it could also be the person that you can consistently rely on to play hard. Quinn Sullivan plays hard all the time. Even though Quinn doesn't have maybe as much talent or experience, I should say, as others, he's always working hard. You want to see your leaders, your best guys, someone like Daniel Gazlog, that brings that level of high-intensity energy, especially when the games matter most. And the leaders of this team, quiet, whether vocally or in their play, where at stretches of the game, it's like, where is Daniel Gazdag? Where is Ua? Where is, where is anybody? Like, you see Nate Harriel trying, you see Mbizo at times, you see Damian Lowe. But the biggest thing that I notice is the most consistent players that you're seeing are your back four and Jose Martinez. That's where you get the most energy and the most, you know, oomph from, like heart. Um, And I know Babita is saying, like, the Phillies and the NLCS. Because, yes, I literally said that about the Phillies, too. And I remember I went on a whole rant about it, and people were like, some people liked it, some people didn't. Oh, well. Leadership, to me, is stepping up when your team needs you most, too. Not just when you're playing well. And last year, everything was clicking for the Union. They were making history. They were scoring a ridiculous amount of goals. Offensively, could not seem to miss. This year, you needed that same type of intensity to reel it in, and they never found that. And all season, we kept saying, what is it going to take for the offense to get going? What is it going to take? What changes? We were asking Jim and Pressers, what have you guys been talking about in practice? Still, you get into the Eastern Conference semifinals, you lose one nothing. Why? Because you can't score. And you're relying on Andre Blake and the four guys in front of him or five guys in front of him to try to hold everything, hold down the fort when your offense cannot score, cannot take that pressure off of you. So that's where it leads to more question marks than anything because I don't think there needs to be a lot of roster changes in the sense of like, 
let's move guys. You need to bring in guys. This yeah, is not like you're saying. It shouldn't be. Heavy sell, if anything, you need to try to lock in. All right, Kai Wagner can walk at this point. Um, I hate to say it, best outside back, but he's not coming back. And after the racial incident, don't even know if you want him back. Nate Harrow's yeah. playing solid outside back. Mbizo solid outside back. Another one that you have to hope you can bring back. Mbizo. Yeah, he did So lock in your guys and add in some veterans. Add in some guys that have some European experience in the top leagues, not in the smaller leagues, top leagues, and have the opportunity to come right in and compete for a starting spot to raise the level, not just homegrowns. Love what the homegrowns add, but it needs to be a mixture, in my opinion, of new faces that are coming into the club next year. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And um, yeah, there, I mean, the list kind of goes on and on of who's going to be free agents, who has options, who um, could is under contract but could move. Uh, I mean, you're talking about important players all scattered throughout the pitch. I mean, you're looking at your two two potentially starting outside backs in Wagner and Mbizo, mm -hmm. Bedoya in midfield, Bueno in midfield, Flock in midfield, um, Torres in midfield, uh, Carranza up top. Uh, I mean, yeah, you'll still have guys like Andre Blake and Jack Elliott and Jacob Glesnes, um, Daniel Gazdog. Um, that's if he even wants to stay and not go back to Europe or even earn a European move. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of moving and shaking. Um, but I think they definitely need to buy heavy, um, get that depth back, because, again, you're going to have a you're going to have a lot of competitions next year because you're already going to be in, uh, you know, you're going to you're going to have the league. Um, you know, and then too, Renee, when you said these guys played 51 games this season as a club, all these guys are playing international games. I mean, yeah, Andre, I'm Andre, Blake, Andre Blake starts every, every international window mm -hmm. for Jamaica, Damian Lowe's playing for Jamaica. Um, Harry O'McGlynn have been playing with USU 23s. Um, so there's a lot of, I mean, it's every window. There's seven, eight guys going away for international duty. Uh, Ty Baribo, will we see more of him? He played, I think four games or was with Israel for four games over mm -hmm. the last window. So can we see more of him? He was obviously a multi-year deal. Um, hopefully we can, you know, get him back kind of scoring goals like he was in Austria. Um, so, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of moving and shaking within this roster. And and hopefully we get some exciting signings going And Ty Maribo only played 152 minutes across yeah. all competitions. That's wild when you look at 51 games across all. Like I just, it felt like, this group was so burnt out by the end of the season, and rightfully so. I mean, not only did they play a lot of games, and that's a lot physically, but mentally with all that was going on throughout the course of the season, when you looked at the playoffs, I never, like, I I just, the Columbus Crew Orlando game is the one that just jumps out at me because I was watching that prior to the union. I could, because it was back-to-back, -back, I felt like I could directly see the shift of, like, they seemed fresher. They seemed like they wanted it more. They seemed like it was a playoff game, whereas, unfortunately, it didn't feel that way for the union. And I can understand the complaints about all the games, but everybody plays a lot of games. Yeah. But that's where you need to have the depth and the <laughs> roster that can allow you to get into the postseason and be ready to perform and be ready to play. I think the one thing that we haven't talked about is I think this team has played really well. I think they've obviously been the elite team. But can you guys genuinely tell me that we have elite talent? Like, mm. I look at this weekend, right? Conference finals. Lucho. Um, you're you're going to have... Uh, um, Cucho. Cucho. Yeah. You're going to have uh, Dennis Bowanga oh, for LAFC. Uh, Houston's obviously more of an anomaly, right? Hector but, Herrera. Yeah. Who is that guy for the union? Yeah, yeah. that's, that's my <laughs> point here. You know, I, I put this out on TikTok as well yesterday. Like, this team, as well as they played, they played so well together. But, like, even when LAFC 
in this in the second half of stoppage time a guy like gareth bale who doesn't play but everyone knows who gareth bale is comes in and makes a humongous play to win a championship for lafc the union have not had that and like you said we've hoped that Udar would be that guy we've hoped that Karans would be that guy mm -hmm. we've hoped that gaza would be the guy and they've all shown flashes of that but in the biggest moments when we need it the most we haven't had that so yes depth is important but i think yeah can we find that guy Karansa might be yeah. out how about a replacement who you know is going to put a goal when we need it the most? And the key is to what Dan was saying, the union will not pay for elite talent. And that's where when you get into the postseason, you have those. Ali Bedoya is the face of the club. And we love Ali. Ali's a great leader, a great captain. He should not be the face of your club because he's, first of all, later on in his career right now. But he also is not when you when you talk about the best across the league, you don't include Ali in that conversation. And so I know we've even had that discussion of like, for our show, like who's going to be the thumbnail? Who's going to be the image that we're using? Like whose face is the one that we're connecting to the team? And it should be Daniel Gazdag. It should be Julian Carranza. But unfortunately, it's Andre Blake and your backs. Yeah. And you're not winning. You do need an, an elite back line. Don't get me wrong. But you also need an elite playmaker. You need your best guys to also be in your attack that you're no you you know you're not it's usually your number nine or your number ten that are going to be able to create, facilitate, score goals, step up. And like you guys are in the <clears> chat, <throat> just like we're saying, the union do not have that. And that's that's where it's like, okay, are you gonna continue trying to develop homegrowns or are you gonna actually go out and pay to bring in a, a true goal scorer? It's essentially a, a true playmaker goal scorer is what the union need. But right, it makes no sense because like we're that close. And we all know why Jay won't pay because he wants his money. He's a greedy mother effer, right? But like, if you're that close to a championship, you know money's going to be coming in, right, Jay? Hey. It's not even money from the championship. Merchandise, fandom next year. Like, all you got to do is spend a couple extra mil on a player who's going to get us that spot. We got a roster ready. Just get us that talent. That's that's literally what's missing. That's it. That's it, Because it should not... We have a bunch of role players that are having to step up and be the main player. And winning by committee can work, but it also is very tough to make that work. When you don't have an offense that's clicking, an offense that the spacing, the runs, the movement, there was, you don't really feel that sense of like, ooh, they're about to score, You're like edge of your seat. It just is like, oh, they got the ball into the attacking third sometimes. Like that's, that's what we're celebrating. The fact that they aren't defending, the fact that they created a corner kick. But you don't feel like, all right, oh, it's about to, Julian's about to score. Daniel's about to score. Mm -mm. They are missing that piece. And you have to spend money to make money. And if you spend Amen. and invest in somebody that's going to help your club win more games, score more goals, win a championship, win any of these hard, they could have won hardware in anything this season, win any hardware this season. Now, like you said, it it's a return on investment. You're getting more butts and seats. The shows that are talking about you are more excited. You've got more jersey sales. You've got more people talking about the union in a positive way. Would you rather be spending more money and now you get that return on investment where people are excited flocking to the union? Who's the what jersey are you buying? It just feels com if you're, common. If sense. you're a parent and you're buying your kids a union jersey, which jersey are you even buying? I mean, how many like like the casual union fan? Like, do they know Gaza? Do they know Caranza? And like, to your point, yes, King Krabs, I'm with you. Let's just all just <laughs> at Kevin Durant and please just help us do out something. for one signing, one signing in general. I love the underdog mentality, and I know Philly Same. embraces that very well. 
But every Philly team has a face. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. And multiple, honestly. It's it's Jalen, Jason for the Eagles. It's Joel and, and Tyrese for the Sixers. It's Travis Konechny and I don't know. Sean Guterres. are still yeah. working for Sean ah, There you go. Sean. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> it's Bryce and Kyle and Trey. Like, who is the face of the union that when people, if you're bringing in all Philly's finest, who are you bringing in from the union? I think Andre, obviously, Andre, one. Yeah. But, but like, okay. The other one, yes. Who who are you really? It's Andre. Naming? Okay, your goalie. And Which then, makes a difference. Don't get me wrong. And your leading goal scorer is scoring most of his goals from a penalty kick. And we already have people who are already slandering our <laughs> And your best attacker is that, your left back yeah. that's out here with racial slurs. Yeah, there, there, there you go. That, that, that's where we're kind of. Well, let's get with the positive because we've been pretty. You know, we went down a little rabbit hole here. We did start with positives though. At least we started we with did. Nate. We, we did. did. We tried. But um, Ali Bedoya did win another award. So he won the 2023 Audi Goals Drive Progress Impact Award. Try saying that five times fast. <laughs> and that honor is given to players for charitable and social impact work that helps to create sustainable communities, fosters equity and inclusion, and also enriches the lives of those in need. This is what the MLS says is the reasoning behind the award. And so with that, um, Ali will be presented a $100,000 contribution to his chosen nonprofit organization, which is the Philadelphia Equity Alliance, which he works with to help make sure to work towards reducing poverty, promoting inclusive and resilient economic growth, and also to help uh, create these collaborative solutions around educational equity, community safety, growing black and brown jobs and businesses. So congratulations to Ali Bedoya for winning again, because he also in the past won the 2022 MLS Works Humanitarian of the Year Award. And he did say he's proud to receive this coveted award and to be recognized for his efforts to help drive positive change in the Philadelphia community, a call that is of great importance to me. Congratulations, Ali. And we hope that Ali can stay and be a part of the union in the future and continue uh, doing something that's a cause of great importance, which is also wearing a union jersey and helping them win games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what he said um, in that little clip the union had um, yeah. was so like so simple, but so true. Like Ali to him, like, Everyone's like congratulate him and think like he did something cr crazy, which he did. But like for him, it's like I'm just trying to do the right thing, and yeah. I, like, that's all it is. That's I think that message is so simple but so powerful. It's just simple, just doing the right thing, and I think that was really dope by our captain. Yeah, I think Ali Bedoya obviously well deserved. Um, you know, great person on and off the field. Obviously, he's done so much for the team yeah, and on and off and in MLS. Obviously, I remember going down to to. Several years ago, going down to DC United when he picked up the microphone, right? That was big, uh, man. Calling out Congress, and uh, you know, I still remember that. You know, kind of being mind blown that that happened, but it was, I thought, the right thing probably to say, using his platform to do that. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, so obviously, and I like, I obviously love the video they did. Um, the uh, the flight hostess giving him a, a shout out. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, it was pretty cool and uh, well. Now let's go win. <laughs> yeah, now go win. <laughs> well, you know how you guys can win, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever been stressed right before a game, or you know, went to a tailgate but wanted to go in? You didn't have tickets. Well, we got the tool for you right now, ladies and gentlemen. You need to download the Game Time app. It is the best way to get tickets for stressful moments, last minute ticket buying. This is the app that you guys absolutely need to use. Not only just for sporting events, but you can use it for concert and different events in your area. And of course, right now for our first time users, you can use the promo code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. So thank you to Game Time and make sure you guys keep Game Time in consideration next time you're looking for tickets.
I love it. I love it. Well, we will, um, of course, this offseason be getting into a lot more. I know King Crab's is already putting in a request. Ah, I like it. Guess like the that. field. That would be interesting. Okay. Um, I know we do that for the Phillies. Guess that ballpark, which I'm winning at, by the way. I'm beating Jamie and guess that ballpark. If anybody <laughs> asked or cared. Um, guess that field for the MLS would be pretty tricky. We can, we're going to come up, but don't you worry, guys. We've got some great ideas for segments and things like that that we will have a chance to dive into this offseason. Of course, we're going to be continuing to follow the what's happening because we don't know if Ali Bedoya is going to be back or anybody else, for that matter, for the union are going to be back next season. So now it's our chance to actively start talking offseason, looking ahead. We're going to be having great guests on with us coaches players uh we're also be talking some union too so absolutely going to be getting into some more and <laughs> as tyler as tyler just dropped in the chat for those listening on podcast guess that field will be hey guys it's a rectangle unless what it's nycfc tyler <laughs> <laughs> there's a part diamond in there right that's pretty much what we'll be doing oh uh, guess that rectangle which rectangle does this team which team owns this rectangle so plenty more to come here on the show guys and i'm Kind of looking forward to, I'm not yeah. looking forward to the fact it's the off season, um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to once the MLS cup is over, I know Larry will be out there for the MLS cup. Nice, I'm excited man. for you to get to go see that would be greater if the union were playing in it. But um, once that's done and everyone's officially off season, it'll feel a little bit better. I think regardless, you're going to be cold, right? Like, Oh yeah. Well, actually no, <laughs> looking up the weather, it's been warmer in either way. I'm going to Cincinnati staying or, with a friend. Okay. Columbus is only an hour drive from there. Cool. So uh, saving a little bit of money that way. Um, obviously, this time of year, it's good to save money with Christmas gift buying. Except for you, Jay. Uh, you cannot save yeah, money. Yeah, Jay, you never <laughs> save money. But, but yeah, it should be fun. Um, I'm, I don't really know who I want to win. Obviously, I think Columbus, I think Columbus will win uh, and play LAFC in the final, uh, which I think would be pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously, you know, you still have some union uh former union guys on cincinnati that you kind of you kind of want to see them do well ray gaddis sergio santos alvis mm -hmm. Powell, pat noonan chris albright i think i got all of them there in one group um <laughs> and uh so you kind of want you want them to win but at the same time you're like okay you guys shouldn't be there the union should be there are um, you guys before we wrap up are you guys the type that are if you beat my team and knock them out the playoffs i want you to win hmm Sometimes. Um, this one, I, I definitely want Cincy to lose <laughs> this time around. That's I a good point. Definitely want Cincy to lose. Uh, Columbus, um, I guess because there's some of the fans, obviously, like the whole, I still look back at the uh, the Austin situation a couple years ago. Save the crew. Yeah. And obviously, Cuchernandez. So that makes it easy for me. <laughs> I think I think looking at it, I mean, Cincinnati's had a great season. They've won a lot of for awards, sure. um, which I think puts the pressure on them to advance, host Very MLS true. Cup. Whereas I think Columbus right now, maybe playing a little bit with, uh, you know, with house money um, right now could go in and beat them. Um, it's going to be, I think, a really good, great atmosphere this weekend. And um, and it sounds like from reports that obviously Matt Miazga is going to be missing, mm -hmm. but it sounds like there's some kind of sickness going around the oh, locker sure. room in Cincinnati as oh. well from what I've been reading. So I wonder if this is kind of a scenario like the union a few years ago against NYCFC. Wouldn't that be um, something? And, uh, but, but we'll see. Cause you want to see the best players out there. You want to see them, the, the best guys out there trying to make, make it happen for their team. Uh, I think Columbus is going to go in there and win. They've had a really good um, all season. Cucho Hernandez has been, uh, been so fun to watch, and um, you know, we, thank God. I kind of yeah. wish we had him in Philly, but uh, yeah, right, that'd be <laughs> yeah, nice. Kind of wish nice. we had everybody in Philly <laughs> at this point, but yeah, it'll be a great game, and uh, you know, be cool to go out there and uh, 
rep PHLY while I'm there. Hey. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be able to go out to the MLS Cup next weekend um, and, and be a part of that. But also, I know Babita's saying in the chat, Babita thinks LA is going to win again. So we will have a chance because obviously we've got the conference finals this upcoming weekend as Cincinnati and Columbus play first on Saturday night. And then LASC Houston Dynamo are the second game of the doubleheader. And then we will have a chance before the MLS Cup uh, next Saturday, December 9th to talk about it on the show here. We'll be able to tap into that a little bit as well. So should be interesting to see. Yeah. I'm definitely not a fan of whoever beats my team and knocks them out of the playoffs, go win it all, especially when you win off of a, a controversial goal like that. So I hope Cincinnati loses to Columbus. Also, um, I want to see those fans suffer a little bit. Yeah, like I would love to see them just get just dominated yeah. and <laughs> like a three. Uh, I don't want an ugly game, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I just want them to lose. So that being said, we've got more next week. I hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday with more starting at 3.30 We'll be going live 3.30 pretty much every Tuesday and Thursday that you can count on uh, some PHOI Union content coming your way live, joining us for the conversation. We appreciate you guys joining us today. As always, hit that like button, follow, subscribe, join the conversation. If you're listening back on podcast platforms, we appreciate you. You can still tweet at us and let us know your thoughts as well. And we've got more to unpack as we look ahead to the MLS Cup and the offseason here on PHOI Union Podcast. So for Tyler, JP, Larry, myself, Renee, have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Tuesday for more. Peace. <laughs>